Hi, I'm Eric, also known as v 47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour and the Starfleet Escape Podcast. You're listening to another great Four-Eyed Radio product. For more shows, check out foureyedradio.com. It's morphin' time! Wallop and web snappers! My spider sense is tingling. Anybody else's spider sense tingling? Welcome to Walloping Web Snappers, a Spider-Man podcast where we dive into every Spider-Man cartoon ever made. I'm Derek. And I'm Doug. And is your spider sense tingling? You know, it's not actually, but I think it makes perfect sense because earlier today, somebody shot a very tiny spider sense at my regular size spider sense and it just blew up. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> happened. <laughs> to listen to this show, find us on foureyedradio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustration and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. And just real quick, we'd like to take a moment to thank our spectacular patrons, Bo, Carl, Eric, Katie, Jason, and David. Thank you. Thank you. And of course, we are still with the 67 Spider-Man show. And so, as usual, you all know, we always have a guest when we're covering this show to, um, uh, you know, show them, inflict it on them, question mark, <laughs> oh depending God, on... So you've already heard her. We've got a really cool guest this time. We've got comics artist and illustrator, uh, including the uh, artist on Scholastic and Marvel's Spider-Ham, which we'll definitely talk about. Uh, Shadia Amin, how are you doing? Uh, psychologically damaged after this. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> pretty good, actually, pretty good. Uh, I just came from a family trip, so it's been a, a, a good refresher. I actually took a picture with the Universal Spider-Man, so that was a little bit, a, a lot of fun. Oh, Oh, that's so fun. Oh, I love. Yeah, my it. husband was like, do you want to take a picture with him? I was like, do you think? He was like, yeah, yeah, go take it. And, and, yeah, and then he's like, hey, do you know she draws Spider-Ham? And he's like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's so cool. Oh, that's so fun. <laughs> that's so fun. Well, so you definitely have a connection to Spider-Man as a property, but what's your background with Spider-Man like in general? What's your history with the, with the character? Uh, I actually grew up with the 90s show. That's like was my first actual introduction to Spider-Man. So uh, I, I, I'm from Colombia, like in Conta, Colombia, and not the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and uh, pretty much uh, back then, the comics were not super accessible. So surprisingly, manga was I found to be more accessible than actual American oh. comics. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So I actually, my first comic ever was a uh, Ranma and a half manga at like 11 years old, which now I realized like, mm, maybe I shouldn't have read that. <laughs> a lot of boobies in there. Um, the, so uh, pretty much my whole, everything that I was introduced to, to Spider-Man was via the TV shows that were going, there was, you know, the 90s one, then there was like the 3D one that was like, mm-hmm, now that I remember mm-hmm. like, 
weird. Oh yeah. <laughs> Not yep. good. Oh yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. god. That that I think that I I still like having gray my mind the electro episode in that show. Oh yeah. And then how he tried oh, to make god. this girl electro, but then it will just show oh, yeah. shots of her being electrocuted, and it was like really funny yes. because her hair was just standing up, and I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? Oh my uh-huh. god. That series it, it speaking of psychological damage, that series did a number on Derek and oh me. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> no, like now that I think about it, it's like, oh my god, that is so bad. But but it also I grew up with the same Raimi movies and I was like, oh my yeah. god, Spider-Man is a real person. I, I was a dumb child. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were all right there with you. All oh, yeah. right there with you. Don't yeah, worry. I was like, I didn't know who Toby Maguire got so like, oh my god, that is actually Peter Parker. I can't believe this. <laughs> Uh, Incredible. So I did grow up with the the Raimi films too. I actually ended up more as an adult appreciating Spider Man three a lot more now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. I love it. Another convert. Yeah. Yes. Spider Man three it, rocks. It, <laughs> I mean, to, I, I gotta say, like Spider Spider uh, Raimi's from Raimi's trilogy number two is the best one. Yes. Mm-hmm. But yeah. my God, I, I have to appreciate number three because it just went out there. And I think it just went too goofy for a lot of people. And that mm-hmm. I can understand. But also it's like, please, the Sam Raimi. What were we expecting? <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that makes me so happy. <laughs> Spider-Man 3 stand for life over here. So <laughs> love hearing that. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so after that, I actually ended up coming to the U.S. to study comics. And yeah, I was able to, you know, start reading more and more comics. I actually, I think, through Spider-Man is that I started getting into Deadpool because I read the Hit Monkey uh, comic. That was like my first Deadpool comic ever. I was like, oh my god, I cannot believe this This is insane. Whether it's good or bad, I don't care. I loved it, reading it. That's so fun. I don't care what others say. Uh, but yeah. yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty much like right now, like hopefully one day I get to draw even I'll be happy even if just doing, doing a spider Gwen uh, slash go spider cover. Oh. I love to do that. Oh. At least a cover. Definitely yeah. a short at least. That would be awesome. Yeah. So how did you end up working on Spider-Ham? Uh, I sh- uh, so it started when I worked on Boom. Uh, studios Ooh, with the um, yeah. uh, with the amazing world of Gumball. There was a uh, Michael Mokio, uh, Mokio. Oh no way! Yeah, he was an editor there, and then he went to Scholastic, and he actually threw my name on the pool of artists to do uh, Spider Ham. Funnily enough, mm. I actually initially did not get the job. Then a week later, they're like, "No, you are. You got it." And I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like, and I was like, "I got." found out that I didn't get it the day before my wedding. Oh my god. <laughs> that was oh no. crazy. So I, I was like, it's okay, don't worry. Like the poor editor, she's like, I am sorry. I was like, it's fine, no worries. Like, you know, you, you you're professional about it. And they were like, okay, you know what? Actually, let's get it. And we're like, okay, cool. Oh my god. Amazing. Amazing. Uh those those Spider Ham books are so fun, by the way. Yeah. I love how you draw like the the those like the the sort of like animal, you know, the animal characters of Spider Ham. Like I feel like your style fits it so well. Oh, and thank every character every single character in those books are so cute. I love it so much. Thank you. <laughs> it was, yeah. It, it was <laughs> so definitely hard to get like I wanted to not make it look like as far away from the Spider-Verse version as possible. 
um and because a lot of people ask me like oh like in the movie and i have to be like yeah but you know he was actually in the 60s and 70s it was a little parody made <laughs> right. by scott right, defalco yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so it was, like, interesting, so I was, like, uh, and definitely it's just adapting, like, the style, because, like, I have never drawn, like, animals with human haircuts, so I was, like, okay, how do we make this work, because either I drew animals or I drew humans, not nothing in between, mm -hmm. uh, so yeah. it was, like, okay, like, how do we humanize them and, uh, and make them sure they look cute? Actually, I have drawn kind of humanoid animals with the Agretsuko IP, but those had, like, mm no hair so i was like okay how can we right. make the hair look normal uh, especially yeah. on a pig yeah that makes sense <laughs> i think my favorite is is the doctor strange i think he's an alligator oh, right Proctor, I what his name. Proctor strange yes Crocter Strange, yeah, <laughs> and he has like he has that doctor, the like, kind of bad Doctor Strange haircut. Yeah, like it's so it's so. Good. I, I, I tried to it. give him the mustache, but it was just not working out. So I was like, <laughs> people will live without the with the, without the mustache. Incredible, incredible. Well, with all of that Spider-Man stuff, the one thing that I think, and it sounds like you had never seen before, was the 1967 cartoon. Uh, <laughs> until now, is that right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I thought, hmm, uh, I think I'm good. And, and then when Derek sent me the file, and I was like, oh no, I even like, there was a point. Oh my god, there was a point in the in the second episode. Sorry if, we, if I'm getting too ahead. No, where I, I guess my mind did not process what happened, but it was J. Jonah Jameson holding like four phones. And I didn't catch mm -hmm. that he had a phone in one ear and then put <laughs> brings another phone to his ear. So when he brings the phone down, I generally thought they didn't animate like the whole phone going down. There was just a frame of him with the phone on his head. <laughs> and I just did that up. <laughs> like really hard and my husband just keep like are you okay I'm like, <laughs> it's just this episode oh trust J. Jonah Jameson and his multiple phones is a topic of conversation in like oh, pretty yeah. much every oh, episode oh my god I, I, I feel like <laughs> Betty uh, oh, she deserves so much better than me in, the, in that show he's just there dealing with Jonah he's just like mm -hmm. mm, I'm right <laughs> and everybody's like no you're not <laughs> yeah yeah she really does this is this is what i love about this show is like the reactions to it are so like vast like some people are like oh my gosh i can't believe i've never seen this and some people like you're like oh my gosh i wish i'd never seen this mm -hmm. it's, like it's just such a fun <laughs> it's, it's a fun definitely something that i will watch but i have to be in the right state with the right people like <laughs> yeah just not sober <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I, I definitely get this is not a sober watch this is like Damn it! I need to make you guys watch this now. It's this movie called The Prodigy, and it's uh, one of those like Kung Fu Panda DreamWorks knockoffs. Oh, geez. oh! I watch that movie once a year with somebody new. Always, either a new friend or somebody, one of my old friends who has not seen it. But like, I always make a drink and watch it with them. Oh, oh boy, man, I'm so looking great. at images now. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, and, oh my gosh. And, and I I actually own it, like a physical copy. It's free on YouTube to whoever wants to watch it. But I actually own a physical copy of that movie just because I watched. I have to, you know? Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, I'm excited to check this out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly, you'll see it's a 2019. And if you just write... The Prodigy 
animated movie, it's like the first thing. It says the Prodigy 2009. And whoever whoever uh, wants to spend one hour and a half just having a bad time, but also a good time, <laughs> please, Wow. I could not recommend this movie enough. I, 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 like I said, I watch it once a year. Literally, when I just started dating my now husband, uh, uh, we, not even in the first month of us dating, I was like, can we watch this? And he just... Oh my god, I, I think I I'm surprised he was okay with it. Not this image saying from artists and animators of Shrek. And Shark Tale. <laughs> oh jeez. I do I mean feel bad because the concept artists were actually they, they put their the their whole heart uh they 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 got paid and I yeah at least they got oh paid. yeah yeah I'm sure I'm sure it's all just the amount of money they didn't have to render that Of in CGI course. I'm sure it's what <laughs> it Oh is. no, you need to see the part where he eats a watermelon. It's Oh no. uh Oh no. oh and, and you know how like sometimes when something's not rendered it's just a black field like in the background there's a lot of that a lot of like Oh man. clipping and and, and like you see the rendering black void in the animation the way the Incredible. main girl smiles is so creepy and there's a dance scene there's a song <laughs> uh scene of course there is. there's everything Of course. <laughs> Why wouldn't there be? oh my god i i i love that movie Well, I'm glad we could trade um Horse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah so if you guys wait maybe one one future episode you guys just watch the movie and then they have you guys have me again and then just just I, you guys just talk to me about the movie I feel <laughs> like we have to. oh my Yeah, god it'll if you be guys like do that i'd be so happy it'd be like our our apology <laughs> episode essentially. yeah <laughs> Well, so Derek and I did sort of like a, a side show where we were watching all the Pixar movies and we finally caught up so we don't have anything to watch. And we've had people ask, like, what are you doing next? They they could never predict that maybe The Prodigy <laughs> is up next. Honestly, I absolutely recommend watching like Dreamworks and Pixar knockoffs. There's <laughs> Ratatouille. Ratatouille is also really fucking good. <laughs> I love those knockoff movies. They're oh always my so god, entertaining. there's um there's Life is a Jungle, and that one is bad. Like I don't think that one I cannot see through, but at least the Prodigy and Ratatouille, <laughs> I've had a good time watching those two. <laughs> uh amazing amazing so good I, I honestly love weird bad movies like I'm somebody who loves watching The Room and recommended it to somebody oh who has not watched it <laughs> uh, what yeah else so good oh my god wait you guys are do know the bad Ben movies bad <laughs> ben oh hmm my god oh god there's like so many movies right now but uh, me and my husband were like let's watch bad movies and th the thing is that Amazon lets you like upload movies uh, as many as you want Oh, mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, there's uh one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine movies. Oh my god, I think serious? there might be a next uh, uh I think there might be a total <laughs> of up to ten actually. Amazing, We that's so I good. we watch them like the moment they come out, me and my husband just sit and watch <laughs> them. Like we love the guy. Bad Do Ben the Mandela effect. Yeah, <laughs> oh oh god, god, that one. I that sounds I mean incredible. nothing can up the one one and three are definitely the best ones. uh those are the the three and the other we just watch out of like funsies uh to be honest but it's still a good time like uh there's also <laughs> this one is not bad it's more like it's a b-movie and the guys knew what they were doing it's called killer robots and the battle for the cosmic potato that sounds incredible i met the guys at florida supercon 
and they were <laughs> That's great. So cool. Absolutely wonderful. They sold out of movies. That's how good they were. So and they actually wow. made a sequel. So I hope one day I get to see them again. If the guys from Killer Robots hear me, please, I love you all. <laughs> Where are you? That is so cool. That's I'm so taking cool. so many notes right yeah. now. Good. <laughs> we'll we'll get back on the rails in Sorry a second. But I love no, I love this. I love this conversation. Uh, well, these episodes always come out kind of short anyway, so we can pad yeah. time until we start talking about Spider Man. Do you have you ever seen any uh, Neil Breen movies? Fuck yeah, I love Neil Breen. Yeah, the homies love Neil Breen. Please, I I watch I still I have watched I yeah, I think I have watched all three of them actually. Yes, yes. I still need to watch the Twisted Fates, the one of the two twins. I still need to watch that one. I have not seen that one either. Yeah, I've seen Faithful oh. Findings and I've seen I Am Here Now. I don't think no, I've no, seen no. It's, Double. I am here. Now <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's, uh, it's insane. Oh, transcendent. my God. Doug, if you've never seen any of Neil Breen's movies. Um, no, I haven't. Oh, my God. They, there is nothing else. It is the closest thing I think you could find to, like, the room in the, the like, what the fuckery of it. <laughs> the Killer just, they, Robots is close, and that shit is, like, sci-fi. So, you know, they have effects and everything. I'm surprised, oh like, gosh. people don't talk about Killer Robots as much. Yeah. <laughs> this is incredible. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love I love that Spider-Man 67 brought us to this moment right now. It's beautiful. Shadi is like anything to not talk about Spider-Man 67, please. No, no. Okay, I, I got to be fair. That was a horrible watch, but I will definitely watch it not sober. Yeah. And I will say to I will say to right up front before we even start digging into these episodes, I do think that this is not the best pair of episodes that have ever come out. I think the stock Ock one, the stock Ock one, especially is like, even by this show's standards, it's pretty bad. Yep. Like at least the goblin one is sort of like, so off the, the wall and silly was rendered like a fucking the Grinch oh. in a, the Seuss oh, movie. Yeah. They're like those weird stills where he was just like with the batty eyelashes. And I'm like, why is he so I love oh, his beautiful we, eyelashes. We will dig into that because I have information about it. It is, it is fascinating. It is fascinating that that exists. Oh, I see it now. Yeah. yeah. Oh. We'll, we'll get into that. We will get why into that. Why is he so weirdly rendered? I hate it. <laughs> let's do this let's start talking about it so let's yeah yeah y'all if y'all been listening along you know this isn't like really available legally but you can you can find it online wherever yeah you can you can definitely look it up and find it you can buy the you can spend 200 bucks on the dvds if you really want to yeah that's not gonna not, be on disney plus <laughs> it should be it should it needs to be <laughs> it needs to be more accessible but yeah this episode we're watching is spider-man 67 season one episode 17 the first segment of it is the terrible triumph of dr octopus the synopsis that i came up with is doc ock steals a missile that everyone just calls a nullifier for some reason i, mm-hmm. I don't know how that works but we'll talk about that original air date for this episode was december 30th 1967 yes obviously Obviously, the character we're highlighting here is Doc Ock. He is not voiced by the same person who voiced Doc Ock last time, which is becoming a pattern. Uh, this time he is voiced by Tom Harvey, who is the voice of Electro in this uh, show. So Weird. Uh, we're, we're starting to get folks doing double duty here, and uh, Doc Ock is no exception. I Weird. think the original probably knew better. <laughs> original guy was like, I'm out. <laughs> Well, let's dig into what actually happens in this segment. So it starts off with Dr. Smarter 
continuity, showing off to Peter Parker his new missile nullifier, which nullifies missiles and definitely isn't just a smaller <laughs> missile that blows up bigger missiles. Oh my god. Isn't it literally the exact same missile design as like the vulture was riding on in the last episode? The episode I before think so. this? I'm pretty sure yeah. it's the exact same design. Yeah, you anyway. missed the episode, Shadia, where uh where Vulture gets attached to a missile and terrorizes the city. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Well, (laughs) as Peter takes photos of the nullifier for the bugle, Doc Ock arrives and grabs it despite Smarters, several soldiers, and Spider-Man's attempts to stop him. He ultimately escapes by threatening to use the nullifier to blow up the city because it's just a missile. Uh, So (laughs) Spider-Man makes sure he sticks Ock with a tracer for later. Yeah, I just... The nullifier stuff is so funny to me because it really is just like, what an amazing invention. And it's like, it's a missile. And then Doc Ock's like, I can use this to blow up the city like a missile. And everyone's just like, yeah, (laughs) it's like a missile and treats it like a missile. What is it nullifying? It's a missile. (laughs) There were a couple of things that just like stuck with me from that episode, Uh, especially like when he just like fucking. First of all, you have like this fucking weapon. Sorry for the cussing. Uh, Oh, you're fine. You have this weapon and they just like are displaying it. In a building, windows open. Uh, yes, yes. But a they do that on this show. <laughs> They're just like, here's a new weapon that could destroy the earth, and it's right here on the lawn. Like <laughs> what? And just the freelance photographer that's just there, just to take pictures of the missile, just sitting in a room at like a hotel or whatever. Yep. Like, yeah, <laughs> in the most empty room I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. And and then fucking Doc Ock just arrives. He's just covered in a in a blanket and everybody's like, hmm, that voice sounds familiar. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And like, uh, well, everybody was wailing on. Peter is just like, hmm, better get dressed. Bye. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, he just so ca- casually walks out the door like, I'd better do mm-hmm. something about this. And just- I-, I think what's funny for me is the fact that he, they have the actor like, yeah, deepen your voice whenever you're in the Spider-Man costume. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's mm-hmm. so wild because it's really like the only property where they do that to such a drastic degree. Like sometimes he sounds a little muffled, but in this one, in this show, he's doing like a completely different voice. Yeah, it's it's so funny that that's not it. I mean, we, we've talked about this, like uh, we talk about this all the time, but it's always f- fascinating that that's like an element of this show that never gets carried on beyond this show into any other <laughs> Spider-Man iteration. Every other one's just like, nah, it's just the same voice. <laughs> it, it, he's same not going to put on a different one. <laughs> I, I honestly partially think maybe Christian Bale's Batman had something to do with that. <laughs> um, I, my theory. Uh, I, I don't know. And like, God, it's just so, how funny to how anybody could, if, if somebody actually wanted, they could actually take that dog off with just a push because it's just like the flimsiest, like, tentacle arms and i'm like oh my god that looks so bad i love that sometimes in this show they're just like so short they're like shorter than his actual arms they're just like these little nubbins of like metal arms what animation <laughs> what's that <laughs> oh my god like I, like not not gonna shit on it because like you know they, they they had a limited budget but oh yeah you can make it work like it, <laughs> So, I don't know. The, the, the 90s Spider-Man went off with those tentacles and the look. And I was like, you know, it might not be the best one, but it, it went off when it wanted to, you know? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. This, this definitely this definitely is not the best iteration of Doc Ock that is uh, that there has ever been oh, really, no. in I many ways. I know for a fact that any editor 
who's working on a Spider-Man IP, if they saw any of the artists just leave the whole chest area unwebbed in the costume, <laughs> they will shoot the artist in the head on the side. <laughs> like, oh, man. Oh, only- Shadia, did you did you happen to notice that Spider-Man's spider on his costume only has six legs? <laughs> oh, no, I was too shocked by everything else. <laughs> Um, that was also the thing my favorite thing is when they have like also I have to say I'm sorry again I know they're on a budget but the background designs on the interiors are is atrocious all of the rooms are empty and then there's a a room where like you know it's Doc Doc's criminal lair where it's a train tunnel and it's just like uh, maybe a train Mm -hmm. might pass there on accident one two I did not understand like there's this wall is shiny it's electrified like how the fuck do you know that Looks like a camera room. Oh, I do yeah. not understand how any of that work. And then you see them, and Doc Doc is just sitting there w- looking at flashing buttons like a baby having his keys jingled in front of you. It looks like that. Like, what? What are you doing? Watch TV or stuff? You're just staring at bu- colored buttons like a child. Oh my god, I'm like crying. I'm sorry. No, this is this is beautiful. Uh, Nothing you're saying is wrong. Yeah, like, it's all, yeah, it's all correct. It's right there on the screen. Yeah, it, that's the funny so thing. Funny. It said it's like, yeah, you either like love how utterly ridiculous and Looney Tunes it all is, or it just drives you mad. Basically, <laughs> like it's one yeah. or the other. There's really no in between. I mean, with it. it makes sense. I mean, the fact that you brought up an editor makes perfect sense, right? Like, it's you're somebody who who is probably forced to like pay attention to little details at such a very specific sort of like on such a specific scale that like looking at somebody else's work who clearly wasn't forced to do that it's like oh my god could you add a chair to the room could you add anything on the wall like god, my teacher will be long. so disappointed i, I think I'm, i might i talked about this before but actually one of my teachers was tom lyle oh yeah rest in peace oh. love him but oh, wow. he will say he will like definitely he he and my one of my other teachers was the they were the ones like what the fuck are you doing with your backgrounds? They're so empty. Draw, draw, draw a pot, draw a chair. And I was like, I don't want to. He's like, do it. I'm like, oh, okay. You must. No. No, but yeah, th- that is something that you don't think about a lot yeah. uh, in comics. It's just like interior design. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. A lot of it. And, and now I started like to take that more in count. Like when I drew uh, Spider-Ham's basement room, and it's just like, okay, how we make it work? I did add a TV, mm-hmm. I added like a little console, but you know, it was still like a, the, a basement, so I kept it as simple, but as nice as I could make a basement room for him. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I will say, too, for this show, I do think that that is something that they... I don't know if I want to say get better on, but like in future seasons, I think that the way that they they kind of cover like the sort of lack of background detail, because, yeah, they're on a budget and they like and probably on time constraints, too. And the way they end up dealing with it in future seasons is just by like being very psychedelic with it and just like making the backgrounds just have bizarre colors and like swirls of colors in it instead. So like I do. <laughs> I wonder. And we haven't dug into to beat past this episode, so maybe it'll feel differently when we're like, you know, watching it a little more closely. But to my memory of future stuff that I've seen, it's like, like, okay, if we can only put Spider-Man and like afford to put Spider-Man in like empty rooms or like empty cities or whatever, we could at least like make it completely abstract art, basically. Yeah. Bizarre. I have to say, <laughs> at least they tried with the with the exterior the New York buildings. Yes. Yes. Oh, Th- yeah. Those were nice. But yeah. Yeah. Those look whenever Spider-Man the Spider-Man 
Especially when he was with his fucking bloodhound tracker, when he was swinging around, where the fuck was he latching onto? He was above all the ceilings, the the clouds. Are you kidding me? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Well, okay. So you've talked about this warehouse. Let's get to the warehouse here. So he follows this tracer to this warehouse. This warehouse is so weird. It's like kind of in a mountain, but sort of in like a train tunnel, but also not a train tunnel. It's a very bizarre setup. I don't really like refer- understand. That's when he like references like the electric eye or something, right? Yeah. Like it's there's really like some weird. sort of electric eye, which I assume I is just means. a camera. Like I don't know. What does that mean? And, and like what was electric? The wall was electrified? I guess, I guess, it, it, I guess so. It's very unclear. This yeah. episode doesn't explain anything from that. Yeah. Oh, also, he goes to this this like sort of uh, mountain bunker because there's like a whole like hideout fake out thing, right? Like he goes yes. to another place first, and then it blows up, and Doc Ock is like, "Oh, you're dead now." And then Spider Man's no, I'm, no, I'm not. So I'm gonna go to your actual hideout. It's like, <laughs> like you said, Derek, not this show's best at all. It is no. like doing stuff even... just to do stuff and like fill and space. And you made me watch it. I know you got such a bad draw. You got such yeah. a bad no, draw. This was a coincidence. I mean, yeah, it wasn't on purpose. So I know, I know. So. I know. <laughs> yes. Hey, hey, at least you got, well, actually, I don't know if it's better or worse that you got like Spider-Man villains that like pre-existed because a lot of this show just like makes up random villains. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think those episodes are like better because they just do weird stuff with weird characters with the powers. It feels mm-hmm. like when they get someone like Doc Ock, who's like a very, you know, even in 67 was already a well-known iconic villain. Like they don't really know what to do with him because he's not right. weird enough for this uh, show. For I Melina, guess. where were you? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I know. Right. Oh my God, I love um, him so much. <laughs> you're in, you're on the right podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like like even outside of Spider Man, I love him. If you guys, mm-hmm. if you ever oh, see yes. him in Angie Tribeca, oh my fucking god, I love him in Angie Tribeca. Yeah, he's so good. He's oh, so he's good. Beautiful. He's like, beautiful. He's a man. good. He's just like mm-hmm. a good human in general too. I like. Yeah, him. I love him yep. so much. Oh yes. Uh, this oh, this yes. is officially now the Alfred Molina podcast. Oh, it's been the Alfred Glad Molina podcast for a yes. long time. I love that man so much. You're in company right here with yeah, uh, yeah. with your love for Alfred Molina. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess ultimately Spider-Man wait, wait, defeats wait, wait. what? I was going to say, also, uh, I-, I guess he can do fucking slings out of web. Just like farts it out of his hands. Oh, the slingshot? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, that's how he ends up blowing up the first like, warehouse. Like, what did he see he was going to do to Doc Ogg? He's just like, I- I'm going to prank so, him in the back of the head. Good this point, is a point actually. of confusion to me. Because when he does it at first, when he's like, so he gets to this fake warehouse, right? Or this fake hideout, right? And he's like, oh, I see my spider tracer is on the floor. That's weird. Maybe this is a trap. So I assumed he was like intentionally doing something and then when they when it blows up and he go, they like cut back to him he's like oh i should have known better than to to do that so like did he know it was a trap did he not know it was a trap did he, he know was, it was gonna blow like, up like what <laughs> i think he wasn't it was supposed to mean like oh something is off but he didn't expect an explosion yeah that's fair that I, I thought it was so funny i thought like at first before i realized it was a fake and i was like oh my god you killed him <laughs> and this was the last episode of Spider-Man 1967. <laughs> Spider-Man murder. murders Doc Doc. So good. So good. Uh, oy. Oy, oy, oy. Well, in his second hideout, 
Doc Ock ends up defeated. And he ends up defeated in this really bizarre way because Doc Ock is like, hey, I'm going to get you, Spider-Man, with my electromagnetic wall. And Spider-Man's like, or I could get you because you have metal arms. So I'm just going to stick your arms to your own electromagnetic wall and freeze you in 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 your spot right there and leave you for the police. And that's how he defeats Doc Ock is with his Jeez. own electromagnetic wall. Because I guess his web, <laughs> Spider-Man's webs like conduct electricity apparently because they can like create a current, like a constant current, right? Look, like I- <laughs> sometimes they do. Sometimes they're rubber. Sometimes they're cement. Sometimes they're liquid. You know, yeah. you just never know with the show. I was thinking, like, uh, the, I think the thing that got me is like, how can you, like, put a note on him and not get uh, electrocuted? How can the cops yeah. take the note and not get electrocuted? Th- that the is note very that is the note that still ha- they're still even drawing the like electric like lightning around the note mm-hmm. showing that yes this note is also a- a- electrified right now and yet the cop is just holding it in his bare hand and reading it while the electricity is all around him. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So strange. And then, of course, we end the segment with a, a, a bit of Betty. Dr. Smarter insists that the Bugle post a thank you to Spider-Man. Jameson, of course, doesn't like this. And Betty basically reminds him, uh, they did you a favor, buddy. So I guess you have to. I, we love Betty in the show. This, this isn't even I would this is these neither of these segments are really Betty's best episodes because often she'll get like the final quip of the episode. Um, and with these, they don't really let her have that. But she at the very least gets to like tell off Jameson both times, which is nice. And she I do like that. that. Yeah, because <laughs> I also love Betty in this show. I, I think she's great. This is one of the better Betty's that we get across different Spider-Man shows because she's always shown as capable and smart and just a little bit sassy. Um, and she's rarely, not never, but rarely damseled in this show. Yeah. yeah, she is like, again, I think it's one of the few people who's still like genuinely not afraid of Jonah, but I, I do feel like in this show, she was just kind of like, can you please, James? Can you please write something good about him? Yeah. <laughs> so weird so weird also i love the moment in this segment where jameson is like i can't believe spider-man didn't stop doc ock and you peter parker normal human man why didn't you do anything (laughs) to the guy with four metal arms and a bomb (laughs) yeah you know normal (laughs) normal normal right right normal also what what the note that spidey leaves on doc ock says Doc Hawk now sees the light thanks to your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. What what's the joke there? Just that he was electrocuted and electricity yes. is bright? Is I that guess? all? Yes. It's a I, bad I quest. So. It is bad. It, it's <laughs> thumbs bad. down. I, I think I think one of my favorite of my favorite uh bad quip in wasn't the Raimi movie he's like you're out Gobby out of your mind. <laughs> like okay. so bad. <laughs> I don't like I don't mind when Spider-Man is quipping to the villain directly and says like a terrible pun like because I'm like it can have a bad sense of humor sometimes like at the very least like I can get that it's I but I hate when like it's clear that the writer of those quips thinks that they're being clever like (laughs) I really think that they thought they were doing something clever with this note but it's not at all I don't like Yeah. Dude, the other episodes end with him leaving a note on all of the villains he captured. Okay. Y- yes, lately. It didn't start off this way. It started off with like an occasional note. And I swear, like every segment for the past, like, 
I don't know however many weeks we've been covering Three or the show. Four episodes There's at least. always yeah. a note now. It's becoming like their thing. It's gonna become yeah. like the they they were hoping maybe in the future they release the book of quips from your friendly neighbor. <laughs> oh my god! And it never took off. Would, you know what? I would still buy it. I would get they would, they got me. Hook, line and sinker. I would get it. The book of terrible quips. <laughs> terrible quips. I kind of love that idea now, actually. That sounds really I fun. Know. If it were done on purpose, it would be great, you know? Yeah. Also, his handwriting is different every single time. He yeah. Every time. Every oh time. Oh my god. You're right. <laughs> you gotta throw them off, you know? You gotta keep them off the desk and yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's actually very smart. <laughs> oh my god. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, not the best segment we've no. ever watched. No, Say it's that for it, sure. It's, it's also weird too because this is like this is the second time Doc Ock has appeared in this show, and it kind of feels like they really half-assed it based on that, where they just because they reuse like pretty much every bit of animation from the first Doc Ock episode. Yeah, which understandable if you're trying to save money, but like the result is that he like doesn't do anything differently. Like, and there's nothing to the plot at all. He just tries to steal a missile, and like that's it. There's nothing else to it. Yeah. Doc Ock is so much cooler than the show ever makes him, you know? Oh I, yeah. I think, again, we got the Alfred Molina one. <laughs> <laughs> We're spoiled. Uh, uh, I think uh, so, some of my favorites, definitely the Alfred Molina one. I did like what they did on him in the Spider-Man game. Uh, yes. I think where the yes. bulk spot was weird, but whatever, I guess they thought <laughs> the bulk cut wasn't cool. Um, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> There's got to be a mod out there somewhere where they gave him a bowl cut, you know? <laughs> I like what's wrong with the bowl cut is I don't know, Alfred Molina made it work. Make it work, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the 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 Insomniac Spider-Man game Doc Ock is that was, like oh, a, God. a plus. A when plus. I yeah. tell you my husband and I were screaming to high heaven when the trailer for the second one appeared and we saw Venom and we were yes. like yes. Yeah. Voiced by Tony Todd. I'm so pumped for that. Oh, it's going to be so good. I'm so excited for that. They're doing exactly what I had hoped, which is putting both of the Spider-Men in there. Quick Venom tangent. I'm pumped. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever doesn't give him a thick butt, it's a coward. (laughs) That's all. He needs to be thick. Please. Did you found this podcast? Did you start this podcast? You're hitting all the the ten poles of... The foundation of this podcast, Alpha <laughs> Melina Venom is hot, um, uh, and Venom needs to have a butt. Mm-hmm. No, Alpha Melina Doc Ock is yeah, hot. Yeah, I was going to say Alpha Melina Venom. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would I mean, I'll take that it too. I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> like, oh my god, I was thinking about uh, a Trad Moore drew Spider Man, and he drew him so thick for no reason. And I'm like, damn, Trad Moore. <laughs> Just killing it here. <laughs> Spider Dumpy. Spider oh, Dumpy. My God. In love, oh, I love it so much. I love it so, so much. Good. Uh uh Any any other thoughts about this this Doc Ock segment before we kind of start oh moving on? Uh, what's up no. with the purple costume? It looks terrible. Oh, it's bad. I hate it's I hate his costume. Very bad. Show. It's Please, very bad. It's so one, boring. He looks his like a design. he looks like a lime candy, but it's it's iconic, you know? <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. The what we call yeah. it in Colombia, we call the flavor lime lemon. Lime lemon. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, yeah and his like bed head that he has in this show is just really so so everything about the design is terrible yeah just bad choices were made in everywhere Mm -hmm. (laughs) yep Yep. yeah 
Yeah. So speaking of bad choices, uh, the face of the episode they have for this segment that we pulled, uh, <laughs> my favorite, my favorite face, Dr. Smarter, when he's yelling because Doc Ock is stealing a missile. So he should be like upset and terrified and frustrated. He's like, stop him. He is, he is so gleeful and happy when he's saying like the, they draw him with like the happiest, <laughs> toothiest, laughiest, smiley face. Mm-hmm. It's and it's not like it's not like I grabbed like a mid frame or whatever. Like he is holding that face for with his all of his yelling. It's so strange. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Doc Ock could steal my entire li- livelihood and I would probably be pretty stoked about it. So not this Doc Ock. Some Doc Ock. <laughs> not yeah, this not Doc this Doc Ock. Doc Ock. <laughs> uh, i don't know what to say i i, I oh my god it's okay we still got one more to do so you know. i have opinions about that one opinions. about this next one Wait, fantastic well, he said something yes. like whispers and wife snappers what happened and like could you oh, could you oh my god what yeah. happened yeah. What? I, he, I, you could I, have done another line read please i don't understand but here's it's... here's the thing I, I I don't know where the what happened started from, but I know it from Mickey Mouse. Yeah, the what happened? What happened? So, so like, is he just making a reference to, to that? What? Are you imagine to what? That's that <laughs> Mickey deserved better. Who started it? I, I don't. It can't I don't know. have started with this show. That's impossible. What happened? No. <laughs> and it's just it does yeah like it doesn't even make sense in the context of his performance when he says that like it has to be him right. trying to make a joke or doing a reference to. I guess the Mickey Mouse cartoon, I guess. I don't know. I don't so, know. It's really so bizarre. Is that from a way older Mickey Mouse cartoon? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where it comes from. Because I only know it from like a new one. <laughs> yeah. So and I've, I've heard other people like reference it in like, you know, it's just yeah. jokingly. I, 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 yeah. I never knew where it came from. Wild. So strange. Wild. It's been around since at least 1967. People yeah. saying, what happened? Apparently. So much, <laughs> so much older than I realized it was yep. as a reference. <laughs> Oh boy, this episode we're talking about, uh, if you want to know what happened, is that the season <laughs> one, episode 17, the second segment, entitled Magic Malice, and the synopsis per me is Green Goblin steals magic from the Sorcerer Supreme, Blackwell the Magician. Of course. No, of course. Not strange, having a side <laughs> <No>. job. <laughs> I, we I, talked I, about that in the first Blackwell, ep- or not the first Blackwell episode, there was some other episode where there was like a, a magician and a book. Oh, that was all this the sort last of stuff. Green Goblin. The last time he appeared, yeah. he was stealing magical stuff from another magician. From another magician who wasn't Doctor Strange. Yeah, I think that if this show was made later, I think that because they don't do any crossovers with other superheroes. Yeah, I think that they would have just done these same stories with Doctor Strange because it basically is like you've got your magician right there that you mm-hmm. can steal stuff from. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we've already mentioned him, Green Goblin. He's in this episode. He is voiced by Len Carlson, who was the voice of Green Goblin last time. He is also the voice of one of my favorite 1967 villains, Parafino, who is, uh, if you're not familiar, Shadia, is a weird villain that only appears in this show who can control wax? Parafine like, wax? Yeah. He yep. has, yeah, he has like a weird wax museum. <laughs> yeah. It's very strange. Wait, is it like yeah. a reference to the House of Wax with Vincent Price or some shit? I don't my- know, but I will tell you that I, I immediately went to the library and got all the House of Wax movies because of this show. <laughs> oh, my God. Nice. <laughs> oh, my God. 
And then we also get the return of Blackwell the Magician, which I did not see coming because he was a minor character in a previous episode. And he is voiced by Chris Wiggins, uh, who also voiced him last time. And Chris Wiggins is the voice of Mysterio in this series. So. Yeah. Oh. And the Blackwell thing is so funny because I remember the first time Blackwell appears, it's very unclear if he's just a stage magician or if he really knows magic. In this episode, I feel like posits that he really knows magic because Green Goblin kind of steals his magical stuff, but then also maybe he doesn't. I don't know. It's very confusing. I think it's like supposed to be like you say the right rhyme and spells happen. And I'm like, right. Oh, if only magic was that easy. Right? It would be very nice. Sweetie B. Sweb, please wipe my debt. <laughs> there we go. I have to pause, though, because it sounded like you did know who Parafino was. No, I just know paraffin wax because... Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, I, 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 know, I was yeah. so excited. I was like, I don't know how Parafino transcended this particular show, but I'm thrilled to learn it. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just Parafino is familiar with paraffin wax, and I use paraffin wax for my hands whenever... Uh, so context and, and don't feel bad. I'm actually doing better now, but I used to, uh, my tendonitis used to be really severe. And mm. part of the treatment was dunking my hands on paraffin wax. Oh my God. I had no, that's fascinating. I had no idea that was a treatment for that. Yeah, Me it neither. Basically, the heat relaxes the muscles in the hand. So you just dunk it a few times. And huh. uh, they come out really nice and soft, by the way. So, oh. uh, so Parafino is a hero. He's a healer. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, please dunk my hands. I'll just, I, I'm not even. I will just like aggressively run at him and jab my hands wrist deep on him. Just heal me. <laughs> I love him even more now. Oh, perfect, perfect guy, perfect man. Uh, all right. Well, let's get into what happens in this segment. So this one what opens, happened, Doug? What, what, happened? what happened? So you see, what happened was um, <laughs> this one opens <laughs> at a Blackwell magic show where Spider-Man catches Green Goblin just poking around and plotting. So he attempts to follow him to figure out what exactly he's plotting. But Goblin shakes him and he ends up at Blackwell's castle, I guess, which again is a set we've seen before. He finds Blackwell's magic book and successfully pulls off a few tricks uh, and then sets off to burglarize a jewelry store, steal from some parking meters, <laughs> and rob from several. Park. I know, right? <laughs> steal from parking meters. <laughs> Congrats <laughs> on your on your nickels and quarters, yeah. I guess, guy. Probably toss them right? at Spider-Man and they'll really hurt. <laughs> See, that right. would actually be a great idea. Oh my God, can you imagine <laughs> if he makes like a nickel bomb and he just like toss it? And oh just... my God. <laughs> yeah. You're thinking more strategically than Green Goblin is. I know. That's incredible. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. So he's on this crime spree because he has magic now. So it's Green Goblin who's already threatening plus magic. So that's our that's our premise here. Yeah. Of course, Jameson accuses Spider-Man of doing all of this because that's his MO in this show and in most properties. He also finds out uh, or he also accuses Blackwell of being a fraud when Betty points out that Blackwell's home was robbed. Peter connects the dots between Blackwell and Green Goblin and figures out, okay, I know what's going on here, and basically discovers Green Goblin returning to Blackwell's home to steal more and learn more spells. When Spider-Man catches him, Goblin puts Spider-Man into this weird Harry Houdini-style trap, yeah. but fortunately for Spider-Man, his shallow spider-breath and super strength get him out. Just kidding, he uses his web and none of his powers, <laughs> um, and a hint from the magic book to free himself. So, so he, okay, 
two things about Please. this in particular. <laughs> First of all, I do think it's very funny that the way he escapes is like webbing a chandelier, which are famous for falling in cartoons and movies. It did and like, fall that's, eventually. So. It did fall eventually. But that's not true. when he pulls on it with his true, 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 with true. all of his with all of his weight body weight. <laughs> I found that very funny. But also like the hint thing for that's what made me confused because it almost like the hint in the magic book almost treats it like as if. Uh, Blackwell was like an illusionist not like right, real magic because it's like oh here's like a weak link in the chain that's how you like an, an an illusionist person who doesn't know real magic is just good at doing magic tricks would escape from it but that's also like literally the only sign that the magic might be fake and doesn't fit with Green Goblin who will say like you know pork and honey give me your money which is a hilarious <laughs> spell to like make <laughs> things happen so like it's just really unless the idea unless the i'm just spinning out right now unless the idea is that the they're mixing real magic with like fake magic and saying that like illusionist people when they have their tricks that's just the solution to breaking real spells of real magic i don't even know what i'm saying anymore never mind keep going I appreciate the tangent, but I'm hung up on the fact that the solution is a weak link in the chain and Spider-Man, superhuman strength, one of the strongest heroes in the Marvel Universe, can't just break them. That's a good point, too. Well, I wonder if that's why he said, what happened? (laughs) What happened? Good question. Um, I have to say, I'll give that episode that it actually had interior backgrounds, even though they were all like wooden panels. Also, I have to say, Green Goblin is a moron because, like, why can't he just, like, (laughs) one, either took the whole book, two, photocopy it, or take pictures, or take notes, or take all the notes? He keeps going back to the house. Like, all they would have had to do, and I know this show is not thinking about this, all they would have had to do is one line of basically explaining that the book is stuck with magic. Like, he can't take it with him. That's the explanation for why he has to come back. But you're right. He could have just taken it, and he keeps coming back. He keeps going back. Oh, my God. Very Uh, funny. What else uh, I was thinking? How pretty he looked for some reason. Disgustingly rendered. Like, oh, beautifully rendered. I Here's the thing. It. While we're talking about it, then that's that's the fun that's a fun back backstory thing because the show has done it before. There are random points in the show when they will just literally just cut and paste like a, a comic a piece of the comic panel and just put it on the animation cell and like animate it. And there's a there's been like only a couple of instances of it happening. And I think the last Green Goblin episode, like him flying away on his glider, they they'd use that from like Amazing Spider Man thirty nine. They put that mm-hmm. on there, and I don't. I don't think this goblin face appeared in that last one though, because they use a John Romita Senior drawing of Green Goblin from Amazing Spider-Man 39, and then they just animate it. But the thing is, I think when mm-hmm. Romita was drawing Goblin, he wasn't like intending to be drawing eyelashes on Goblin. He was just drawing like shadow depth. around his eyes to create depth, right? Mm-hmm. But this show, the way they animate it, they think that like the dark the, the sort of black like thick black lines around goblin's face that Romita drew are like eyelashes and they animate them like eyelashes and i'm obsessed with it no this is drag baby this is high (laughs) drag i'm those lashes are stacked incredible i'm obsessed with this Uh, glam goblin wears falsies i will tell you that that will i I will be so annoyed i (laughs) 
<laughs> you need eyelid strength, you know? Oh my god. I admire people who wear the, wear the big ones on the daily because they like mildly touch like my brow bones, like the big ones, and I was like, this is a sensory nightmare for me. How do people do it on the daily? I don't Look, know. It's that goblin gas giving him that goblin super strength. He's using them to carry his lashes. Yeah. Yes. That's what he's doing. Yeah. I, I have to say, this the way he flies that his thing is so undignified and it sounds like farts. It does yes. sound like farts it the entire does. time. Well, like, is, is he propelled by farts? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> that was my very first reaction to watching this. I was like, is someone just making fart noises with their mouth? Like, is that what, the sound effect that they're what using? Else also, they I, I have to, to say, do? something funny that happened is that when Goblin comes back to read for the third time the, the, his the <laughs> yep. dumb book of spells, and Spider-Man is just standing in a corner, and it takes, like, Green Goblin, like, five whole seconds to react. He flies right past him. <laughs> and it's like, wow. Oh, my God. Slow. Oh my God. Uh, the man is a little bit slow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. He. He. So he. Right. He returns yet again, uh, and and he returns to make sure Spider Man died. Like that is his whole thing. It's like, well, I better I better check to make sure he did in fact die. But you're right. He completely misses him, and then they fight more. Green Goblin. It turns into this like weird scene where Green Goblin's just doing a bunch of like tricks where he turns himself invisible and he makes things move and he turns like webbing into a big old moth and all this sort of stuff. And then he ends up like hiding in the walls, which yeah. could have been like really creepy and like a better better I, property. I, I, I was I I okay. I gave that show too much credit because I thought he was gonna be something cool. Like Spider Man mm. was gonna try to fight him because like you know he disappears himself into a mirror and maybe yeah. Well, he might have to fight him by looking through a mirror. Or something. Oh, and that'd no, be cool. it's just like if my spider senses are saying something, it's right. behind his wall, and then he just like axes him in the butt. Yeah, directly between oh, the cheeks. Right. Oh, he just like grabbed yeah. it with his goblin cheek strength. <laughs> And Goblin's like, and it's not, it's not even like a weird animation thing. Like Goblin is rubbing his butt, yeah. like soothing the, the, the pain of having yeah. been axed right through the, right in the butt cheeks a second yep. ago. Yeah. It's clear. <laughs> he got hit right heart. in the ass. So funny. Amazing. And here's what's really, this is the thing that infuriates me about this episode. Cause it's like, it's sort of just like silly and dumb and repetitive. But what really gets me is <laughs> normally I can explain how Spider-Man defeats the villain, even though he always in this show defeats him in like whoever the villain is, it defeats them in like a pretty quick, stupid way. This one, it's literally just Blackwell comes home. Blackwell, the magician with I guess magic comes home, doesn't do anything, but his mere presence is apparently enough to distract Goblin and <laughs> Spider-Man just webs him up. Like that's how he defeats him is just Blackwell comes home. He was <laughs> just too pretty. He was like the best looking person stunned. in the whole thing. Like, <laughs> it, oh. it, it, the, the implication that I got, because right before you see Blackwell is when Goblin is like shooting cannonballs out of the like top hat. Yeah. But then, but then it like stops working and a rabbit comes out or whatever. And at first I'm like, Oh, that's the joke. Is that, Oh no, there's a rabbit stuck in the hat. But then he turns around and Blackwell's there. So my, the I'm giving, you know, mm. I, I am doing all the work for this show that it wasn't doing. But what I, the implication that I got is that Blackwell is able to like his presence or through his magic powers, he's able to kind of interrupt. Uh, I think Goblin's so too. Magic, I think that was the case. 
No, that's yeah. a great, that's a way better interpretation. Uh, that, that, that's I, honestly what I, I got. It. He's just like, oh, I'm yeah. just going to mess up the cannonball head. And, right. And, and Could we get there. like an effect or a wave of the hand? <laughs> like, yeah. No, he's just, oh, he's just standing there. <laughs> just <menacingly>. anything. <laughs> yeah. He's the Sorcerer Supreme oh. Blackwell, we all know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Played by Pedro Pascal in the live action MCU adaptation. Oh. <laughs> I wouldn't be mad about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm fine with down. that. <laughs> that would be great maybe the, in the in the next Doctor Strange sequel it's just one of the magi- uh, one of the magicians who left uh, the sanctum and the practices and he's just like I'm just gonna make magic for a living but I'm very I here for it. it I love it uh, that should happen <laughs> uh, and then I guess really all we have left in the segment of course a note <laughs> so uh-huh. he leaves a note for Blackwell even though Blackwell's right there um, and then we get Jameson yelling about Blackwell being a fraud until he gets free tickets to a show from Blackwell, in which case he uh, loves Blackwell. I didn't think that was that funny. He was so happy to hear the word free. He's like, free? Free, free tickets? Did Hell, you say free? What, what an amazing person. <laughs> I love it. He, he just gets a bribe, basically, and then writes yeah. an article about him. Yeah. R- real ethical, buddy. Cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, um, boy. Yeah. Um. And then, and then and then we get that weird still sh- over rendered uh, John Romita tracing shot. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> oh, and he was not even like please animate. No, just like wobbling back and forth. I'll be fine. Bye. <laughs> oh my yeah. god. Oh yeah, yeah. I I like this one better than the Aquan just because of the sheer absurdity of it. Like just having magic in it at least makes it like way more interesting because wackier stuff is happening. Oh yeah, if uh, it can be surreal or magical or like just bizarre, I'm gonna yeah. be more into it. Yeah, I will say uh, this. At least yeah. the '90s ones went out there and do stuff like, "Hey, Peter is growing like six arms and he's turning into a monster." Like, yes, yes, I like yeah. that. At least mm-hmm. that left a good impact on me as a child, and I love the idea of all that yeah. stuff. Six arms, great. Venom driving a truck, fantastic. Yeah. Falling into another dimension forever, brilliant. <laughs> it, it, it is fascinating. You know, the last time Goblin appeared, it was a very similar kind of story where he's trying to, like, steal magic or grasp magic or whatever. Um, and I think it is really fascinating now that we've gotten, like, two for two of Goblin basically just, like, being their magical villain. Um, I think we talked yeah. about it back on that episode. But, but just, like, seeing. So I think it's actually, I think it is interesting because at this point, in six by 67. Mm-hmm. This is has 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 he even been unmasked as Norman Osborn yet at this point? Oh, or no? it, 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 I think it me. depends from comic to comic because in some versions is um forget Harry in some versions it is him and nobody knows or it is him but then he died so Harry's just like yeah. I'll end you um well, because there's there's like issue it's like, forty so was I, released in 1966. So this show honestly might have been in production before they'd even had like the Green Goblin uh, before the writers of this show would have even had like the Green Goblin unmasked, you know, uh, storyline. Mm-hmm. So I feel like. I can see the logic of like they're making this show and they're like we've got all these sciencey villains. Oh, here's Green Goblin, who's this dude who's in a hollow who's a Halloween themed villain who throws out pumpkins, who is literally just a, go- a goblin guy well, who's like oh, not on gonna, a weird glider. And they're like, not going to do like the underground crime syndicate that yeah. Green Goblin is sort of introduced with. 
I see the logic of being like, we want like a spooky magic villain. Goblin is our guy for that. I kind of get the logic for doing that, even though it in no way lines up with the comics. If they don't have a lot of goblin material to mine from in the comics, because this but is so early in the career. They have Mysterio. I get like Mysterio was also there. Like, I know he's, it's all illusions and stuff, but like Mysterio would have been also great, like a magic based villain, you know? I mean, I wouldn't complain about more Mysterio. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. They, I think they've used him twice to this point. I think yeah. they've, they've gone into that well twice. They also did not render his costume and that pissed me off. It's just like a weird <laughs> Sentai suit with a ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, also, I see, wait, uh, there were use animations I catch from Spider-Man from like the opening, the ending. And everything mm-hmm. in between. Definitely the one of him climbing walls, reused. Him swinging oh, yes. on the city, reused a, a oh, lot yeah. too. Oh, yeah. Every was, episode, oh, basically. Oh, my God. This one bothered me. But for some reason, I noticed, like, when he, in the ending, when he's, like, shooting the web shooters, for some reason, they were like, oh, no, let's, like, retra- uh, put back one of his pinkies because we don't know how yes. to feed them into the screen. And I'm like, why? Why did you yes. do that? He doesn't do frequently in the show. He just does, like, finger guns instead of the actual, like, Spider-Man you know, pinky and forefinger thing. Terrible. Send it back. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. You okay there? Yep. Yep. Yeah, there. Oh yep. no, I killed him. I'm good. I'm good. It's... <laughs> so funny. Oh my, oh my God. God. Um, oh, it's, it's, it's one of those shows where, like, you you really, like you said, you either have to just not be sober to watch it, or you have to, like, fully know, like, it's just never going to be any of the Spider-Man stuff that I'm expecting, you know? You need to know what, you to, uh, what you're expecting. That yeah. way you can force your friends to watch the worst parts. <laughs> like how I did making my friends watch Hereditary. <laughs> <laughs> and whenever the the scene was gonna happen, I will just either film them or just like at, look at them discreetly. And their reactions were always so good. Oh man, yeah. Uh. Oh my gosh, I like that this show has been compared to that scene in Hereditary. I feel yeah, like it it's is. Out. It generally is because but, uh, I think definitely. Maybe maybe one of the tears should be like a, a live watching session, and it's just like the poor person just like reacting, <laughs> even if it's just like just, just like um, putting their hand on their face and like disbelief of what they're watching. <laughs> oh, we've we've done like Discord live watches with people mm-hmm. of this show oh, like, of these very segments. Actually, oh my god, actually, you should yeah. actually do that, but with the, the prodigy. <laughs> <laughs> I will pay to see your reactions watching that movie. Oh my gosh. I desperately want you want to see you guys watching it. We will if if we end up doing a live watch of that, we will absolutely let you know. Yes. Yeah. Oh my absolutely. god. 100%. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man. Oh man. Perfect. Beautiful. The only other notes that I had for this one, it was just the faces of the episode, which of course we already talked at length about goblins, like glamorous eyelashes. But I think what's even better is if you compare that frame of goblin, like beautifully blinking with his heavy lashes, that's like (laughs) absurdly highly detailed, Mm -hmm. highly uh, like shadowed body and everything and face. Uh, compare that to when Spider-Man is chasing him on his glider and this little weird little gremlin they draw that has no detail to it whatsoever. He's just a short little weird little gremlin dude with, and it's just, it's, it's so 
funny seeing them back to back. Yeah. The range, you know? <laughs> That's all. How does this how does this goblin glider rank for you, Shadia? <laughs> oh Jesus. Oh, bad. bad. It's it's pretty Just bad. Is, the one I draw is better for the Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I have no doubt. In that my one mind. is powered by farts. <laughs> yeah, low bar. Pretty low bar. Pretty low bar. Yeah, the bar's so low. How dare you ask me this? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all I could say to the Spider-Man to the Spider-Man 67 is I'm sorry but I'm built different (laughs) (laughs) oh my lord (sighs) (sighs) I needed this I needed this that that was a good a good a good 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 hour of my time honestly I loved it oh yes beautiful (laughs) oh man oh boy any other any other final thought I mean that was a good that was a good sort of closing thought on this show so if we want to just stop there that's cool any other spare (laughs) thoughts or anything wanted to get out of the way I mean, I usually ask folks who are watching this for the first time, would you watch more? And I think the obvious answer is yes, of course, you're going to watch the whole series. uh, uh, Not sober and with friends. Uh, Oh, my God. Because I see. Oh, no. I remember, too. I don't know if this one was an edited gif of, like, Spider-Man looking at a ledge. And his cheeks, his butt cheeks are trembling. And it says the rhythm is infectious. And I'm like, this is like an edit or a real thing. But the other one that I'm thinking of is when he webs a window, punches it, and then opens it. And I'm like... It's happened last week. Literally, we the just talked about this. that last week. We so just good. watched that episode. What's the context? I please explain. I'm desperate. There is if, no if explanation. If I could give you context more than how you just described it, I would. But it literally is just. I don't want to make any noise breaking this window. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's what he says, and then he oh. webs it up, punches it, and opens it. Here's some context. He gets to that window by following a gorilla made of shadows created by a guy who wears a purple jumpsuit uh, and a cape. Uh, uh. I was say, so that, when you said purple so it's like so dark but no <gasps> oh my god a theory has been born oh no <laughs> so the villain in that episode is the phantom and you never you never see his face or you never see like, his face you never know who his secret like identity fa- is like the phantom from like the comics <laughs> can you imagine Actually, honestly it's not that far because he, he wears similar. like a purple hood and uh and his face is like entirely shadowed out yeah oh my god but, it he could just be Doc Ock because it's the same purple jumpsuit, just Voiced a little more by stuff. Billy Sane. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> oh goodness! Yeah. Oh my yep. god! The memes abound. Yeah. Uh, good. Oh, this uh, was a blast. I'm this glad. is so fun. This is so fun. <laughs> oh my god! If I'm so I'm so happy to have you here. I'm so happy we no, inflicted this show Thank on you. Thank you for inviting me. Also, shout out to Land for introducing us. Yes, 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 yes. We all had a fun hangout at Dragon Con having um, the, we had the, the spider burger. Spider-Man, yeah, we had the Spider Man themed burger at Dragon Con. Oh, oh my god. I was um, so jealous. Bust, yeah. bust oh my god. One of the best burgers I ever had. The tater tots. I love it when they don't give me fries but something different and it kinda works. And I'm like, mm, tater tots. Yes. Yes. Uh 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 yeah. Yes. I love Met over Spider Man. I love it. Great. If other people want to find you and everything that you're working on, and if you have any other stuff you want to plug too that you have coming out soon, plug anything you want. 
Okay, so uh, first, uh, not Spider-Man related, but I do have the novel Shiny Mythfits coming out. Uh, it's in pre-order now. And actually, I just literally before the podcast started, I retweeted the pre-order thing about it. But oh, I'll yeah. retweet it at some point again. Uh, there, I also do the Olive Oil spinoff of Olive and Popeye with uh, current Popeye artist Randy Mahalan. He I update on Tuesdays. He updates on Thursdays. And yeah. uh, you know, support the other the Spider Ham Great Paranormal Responsibility and Spider Ham Hollywood Hollywood Mayhem. It's not a whole series without a, uh, if it's not a trilogy at least. So we'll see what happens. Nice. <laughs> I hope that there's more. I hope it keeps. I hope. I hope you get oh, a full series out of it. Yeah. Keep, keep an eye. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to find more from Walloping Web Snappers, one place you can go is our Patreon, patreon.com slash wallopingwebsnappers. And you can also check out our Discord if you want to join in on those live watches you mentioned earlier. <laughs> of the prodigy. Of the prodigy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've committed to it. I feel like we I do have feel to like do we it. Must. I feel like we've kind of committed to it yeah. at this point. Yeah. But there's a link to all that stuff in our show notes. But if you'd like to find uh, Derek and Doug individually, Doug, where can we find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Ikibuli, I-C-K-Y-B-O-O-L-E-Y. You can also find me on a couple other podcasts, one called Victory Road, which is a Pokemon podcast. We're talking about Scarlet and Violet uh, for probably a lot longer uh, than we have so far, and on a podcast called Novel Gaming, where we talk about books, video games, and other pop culture. What about you, Derek? Sure, you can find me on Twitter at Derek B. Gale. You can also find my other podcast, Gimmicks, which looks at the high-concept, experimental, structure-breaking, gimmicky episodes of television with a different show and a different guest for every episode. You can find it anywhere you get your podcasts and on Instagram and Twitter at GimmicksPod. You can also check out Doug and I's monthly podcast, Falling with Style, an ongoing Pixar movie marathon, which used to be a monthly podcast, but it's not really <laughs> as much a monthly podcast because we've actually watched every Pixar film film to date right now so all of the episodes of every pixar movie uh feature film that has ever been made is out now though we do have a special bonus episode a week after this episode drops so keep an eye out for that there is still going to be falling with style content continuing to come just you know not as often as it used to be uh, but you can find the falling with style feed wherever you get your podcasts and you can visit us on our website wallopingwebsnappers.com full archive of all of our episodes of both walloping web snappers and falling with style are there you can follow walloping web snappers on twitter instagram and facebook at walloping web pod you can email us at walloping web snappers podcast at gmail.com and we would love it if you would rate review and subscribe on any podcast platform you use that lets you do those things do next it. week spidey returns to florida to help the connors and then faces a new iconic original 1967 villain in the episodes fountain of terror and fiddler on the loose i'm excited for a new villain <laughs> see you, see you then, then. My spider sense tells me that a miss is as good as a mile. Don't miss your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man in action next week. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Spins a web any size, catches seeds just like flies. Look out, here comes the Spider-Man. Is he strong? Listen, bud. He's got radioactive blood. Can he swing from a thread? Take a look overhead. Hey there, there goes a Spider-Man.
Spider-Man! 